This is a podcast by The Straits Times. You're listening to In Your Opinion, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Ernest Lewis. Recently, a 2023 Global Digital Report of Digital Behaviour, Usage and Connectivity Insights from Around the World was released by media intelligence and data analytics company Meltwater and We Are Social. Now with me in the studio for this episode is the Vice President Enterprise APAC and partner at Meltwater Asia-Pacific, Mimra Mahmood. He is based in Singapore and has extensive experience providing consultation to global HQs and governments based in APAC. Hi, Mim, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. Very excited for being here and on this topic especially. Yeah, looks like we're going to have a good chat. So I'm just going to go through uh, Meltwater and We Are Social's Digital 2023 report. Now, according to that report, one of the headline takeaways was that 60.7% of Singaporeans are concerned about what is real and fake on the internet, and that's higher than the global average of 53.9%. So that's 60.7% in Singapore. When it comes to online privacy and security among Singapore users in the survey report, 60.7% were really concerned about that, and... The next highest stat that uh, jumped out at me was that 42.2% prefer to remain anonymous when using online services. And then the next headline stat was that 40% decline cookies sometimes on websites. What are your key takeaways from these stats among Singapore users? I think it's been a very interesting study for us because uh, post-COVID, the data set looks very different to pre-COVID times. Um, One of the key takeaways for us was definitely the fact that the everyday consumer or the public is more familiar with digital technologies being installed on their mobile phone. Um, Things like scanning QR codes, doing a lot more online payments and so forth has made them a lot more aware of the information that's available that they are giving away. I think this has resulted in people being more cautious on what information they actually keep guarded and what information they give out. But one of the things I think we also really recognized is it is also a time where because of the COVID vaccine, there was a lot of different types of information being spread. And I think Singapore government especially was very strong in communicating which information is facts, which information are not facts. So I think that allowed the public to be much more cautious and be much more aware of doing some amount of checks themselves so that they can actually judge which information should they take seriously and which information they should maybe filter out as well. And and would you say that's uh, more so in Singapore than across, say, the region in Southeast Asia? I would say the key thing that's, that, that kind of stood out in the study was the trust factor for Singapore government is very, very high from the public compared to the other regions. And I think globally, Singapore ranks as one of the countries where trust between the public and, and the government is very, very high. 
Um, and that, I think, makes it much more easier when it comes to handling crises, but also making public announcements which could have high propensity to be sensationalized. Proactive handling of communication is really crucial in this age where things can spread very, very quickly. Just a singular WhatsApp message is what kind of holds things back. And once that message goes out, it can become very viral. What about real modern-day technologies that are in place now and could affect the way we see all these things uh, in future, in the next uh, five years at least? Chat GPT is one of those things, you know, AI tools. Um, how do you see this playing out with Singaporean concerns? So at Meltwater, one of the things that was really interesting is ChatGPT, uh, OpenAI, the owner of ChatGPT, we've been working with them for a very long time, almost from the very beginning when they first started. Mm. Um, our global CTO, he actually was uh, a professor at Stanford. So they were actually supportive of OpenAI from the very beginning. Right. So Meltwater has been involved in this conversation for a long time. One of the things that's really exciting about this is people are very, very worried does technologies like ChatGPT make it easier to spread misinformation, make it easier to create really good quality content but are factually misleading um, and make it very easy to, even someone who doesn't speak the language can write the content in another language, right? Because you can ping ChatGPT to write it in a language that you are not familiar with, and it'll be really good quality writing in another language. So it makes it very easy for someone to create a lot of different types of content without that hesitation. What we found at Meltwater was that maybe that technology can also be used to help us detect the information because the biggest barrier we see is there's a lot of content out there. There's just too much content. So we do need the technologies like ChatGPT to actually help us deduce which information is more important or which information is more likely to be misinformation, disinformation. So from Meltwater, what our kind of thinking is in the last five years, what we've seen is people starting to experiment with this technology. But in the next five years, what we see is this technology being used to really help mitigate the challenges that it's also creating, meaning that it can actually be used as the weapon to help control it. One other thing sometimes people don't think about is chat GPT type of technologies or large language model technologies can be used to generate counter narratives that can handle misinformation. Because one of the big things that we saw in this report was one thing is to know that there is misinformation or disinformation. The other question is once you detect it, what do you do? And the answer to the next step is do you proactively create a narrative to counter that information or do you sit back and, and wait? So that's the way we think how these technologies will play. Right. So ultimately, again, it falls into the right stewardship of such tools, right? Rather than you just let it flourish and then it's uh, out of control. Okay, good to know those perspectives. 
And uh, I understand your company, Meltwater, will be doubling down on the enterprise market in Southeast Asia and Japan. And here in Singapore, it's to cater to companies and even the Singapore government agencies uh, facing new challenges like fake news, misinformation, uh, even implementing ESG strategy. So I understand that for non-disclosure agreement reasons, you can't name which government agencies Meltwater works with here. But maybe you can tell us as a broad uh, collective, what are the challenges that they face here in Singapore when it comes to dealing with fake news and misinformation? As you said, I mean, the government is very proactive in trying to set the record straight most times. How should a government agency even handle false narratives? I think the the main challenge, and this is both reflective for public sector as well as the commercial sector, is the speed at which information travels in this new digital world. And unfortunately, the speed is only going to get faster. The information can spread faster. The propagation is much more wider. So I do think that's the number one challenge that we find. When it comes to other challenges that we see, it is also the challenge of at what stage do you proactively respond or take an action? Because in the communication practice, sometimes it's good to just sit back and let things kind of calm down on its own. <laughs> on its own, yes. Or, or you, you might say, you might feel that, oh, wait a minute, I need all the information, I need all the investigations done, but that could take months. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. So especially for organizations that are not trained for digital media, their tendency, traditional training would have told them, don't say anything until everything is clear. But mm. in this age, it is difficult to do that because speed is the main enemy. Now, one of the common things that you will hear in the industry is either you respond with a statement that allows you to buy more time yeah. or you respond in a manner where you allow the audience to get some facts already so that you can create a pathway to creating the larger fact of information at a future point. Right. So set out like a timeline. Exactly. Right. Okay. And I think in, in the COVID uh, communication that Singapore government did, I think that was Singapore government's approach, which was kind of give a heads up. We are aware. This is what we know. We will educate everyone on the next piece of information on this specified time, which creates and, and it, it removes the anxiety, mm. um, which I think is why for the misinformation, disinformation research, psychology is a really big part because it's not just the, it's not about how the information propagates. It's also the people who's actually receiving that information, how are they going to react? Um, and how do we kind of help mitigate their reaction to that information? Usually what we see, and, and this could be interesting for detection purposes as well. For Meltwater, for example, one of the key elements we use to detect misinformation is content that are very sensationalized, content that is very emotional in nature. So detecting emotion in a written content is a really crucial part in helping us understand which information are more likely to be actual misinformation mm. or disinformation. 
Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Back to my conversation with the Vice President Enterprise APAC and partner at Meltwater Asia-Pacific, Mimra Mahmood. We're talking about the concerns of people in Singapore regarding fake news, misinformation, and the culture of dealing with it from local government agency levels to companies and SMEs. How do you see the culture here evolving uh, when it comes to dealing with fake news, misinformation, especially like, you know, for government agency levels? How do you see that changing for the better? I think traditionally the approach has been more human-based detection and prevention, which I think is getting harder and harder to do because of the volume of content. So I would say the the biggest thing that I'm seeing is there is quite a lot of time spent on looking at technologies that they should invest in because it, it become I think Singapore being small, it had its own advantage because there's only that amount of news that's available. Um, whereas if you go to a market like the US or even China, the amount of content is overwhelming. So they were never used to using eyeballing as the way to solve problems. Uh, mm. That was not possible. The scale doesn't exist. Whereas in Singapore, because it was much more limited and the volume was smaller, they could do that. But now they are, I think, starting to realize technology is their friend. And for Meltwater, we actually are investing a lot on bringing already commercially available technologies. Um, for example, we partner up with a, with a technology called NewsGuard, which is a technology that allows you to really look at which publications has higher propensity to produce misinformation, disinformation. Almost like when you when you go to the grocery store, you have like the Nutri label, like whether is it green or is it yeah. red, orange. So similar type of grading for every news source so that before you kind of consume that news, you can know like, okay, this has high propensity to contain this. So we partner with that type of technology uh, we also partner with another very fascinating technology called Blackbird AI, which I think is a technology that uses sophisticated algorithms to look at markers of is this information carried in different varying uh, thematics. So usually fake news has this kind of marker where there's many versions of it in the internet very quickly. So uh, they actually have an algorithm that allows them to detect, like if a particular piece of article is creating many variations very, very quickly on the internet, it will detect that. Ah, um, so, okay. so there's a lot of technologies. And me personally, I've actually come across a lot of uh, Singapore government institutions that I've met in UK or even met in the US that they are actually abroad looking at technologies, exploring technologies, um, and, and their appetite for bringing in those technologies to their teams is now a, a big focus for them. So basically, these technologies can help them look at uh, various things that are being spun out from one original article, and then a human eye can then decide whether this is being taken out of context wrongly, right? Exactly. So I would say to to make it the easiest way to explain this, when I was initially described this, like uh, introduced this, I would say it's kind of like when you're in university, you have these 
plagiarism tools. Yes. Um, it kind of like, it was a fascinating technology. Like, oh, this has this much plagiarism. It can give you to the exact percentage. It's kind of like that. But mm. here it's looking at news propagation. Mm. So so for Meltwater, we, we are extremely excited about using data data intelligence or data science to really help us understand the markers in this type of information when it comes yeah. to fake news. And we partner up with the organizations that have the best technology. So for example, even in Singapore, there are research institutes that's focusing heavily on just finding technologies that will allow them to either help mitigate, detect, or even help with not just the content, but the authors, identifying help authors as well. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, that's where we're heading as well. And good to know that uh, our government agencies are also looking at ways to make them their workflows more efficient. As you said, you know, content saturation these days, it's everywhere. So, Mim, what about the Southeast Asian level? You know, how do you see the challenges there in different countries, like, you know, apart from the Singapore example? So I think in Southeast Asia, what we see is the maturity is the biggest challenge. Taking into account that, let's say public sector. Public sector in more Southeast Asian countries, they have a very manual process of doing everything. And they rely on their friends to highlight them things or more so it's through word of mouth rather than using technologies. I would say one way to kind of help explain this would be, is the organization data-driven? So what we find is in Southeast Asia, because the maturity in terms of data utilization or using data as a help main indicator, that's where I think we see a contrast. One area where we find it very, very interesting is Countries like Indonesia, Malaysia, or even Thailand, Philippines, they have very large populations. So there's a lot of content being produced. And whenever there's more content produced, it becomes harder to have a manual process versus an automated process. The beauty, though, is the automated processes get smarter when there's more data. So I think we also mentioned about ChatGPT. So one of the ingredients needed for that type of models to work is it needs a huge amount of data for it to create a model that works. And that's where I find that it's really interesting in Southeast Asia, we have some of the world's largest populations here. So the amount of content that's actually available in social media allows you to train the models much better, which I think will help us in terms of if technology was used, the technology will actually be better equipped just because there's more content to process as well. So, Mim, earlier we were talking about government agencies, um, challenges, fake news, misinformation, false narratives, the way the culture is evolving at that level in Singapore and also in Southeast Asia. What about uh, private companies here, you know, uh, even SMEs, small medium enterprises, how do they deal with fake news on social media? What, how have you seen the culture changing, especially at this level? I think there is uh, much more curiosity in SME space, I would say, because they, they are looking for ways to utilize technology to get ahead of the game. So usually, I mean, for Meltwater, we work with 
very large global MNCs, public sector, as well as our largest client base is actually SMEs, small to medium-sized enterprises. And the reason why we have such a large customer base in that space is because they are much more curious. They are much more willing to try new technologies because it will give them an edge. And in that sense, what I find is if you just have a look at how many companies in Singapore is actually using ChatGPT, I would imagine almost like the there's more penetration of those type of technologies in smaller companies compared to the bigger companies. Because bigger companies have governance and all these things that get in the way, whereas for, for startups and so forth, it's, it's much easier. So that's an interesting thing we came across when we were rolling out these technologies because it is actually much easier to explain the technology to SMEs because they are much more curious and they are much more willing to kind of test mm. that as well. And they're more nimble as well, right? Much faster, much faster, much right. faster. Right. And and what about the culture at this level, the company level, SME level, but in Southeast Asia? Is there a difference between us in Singapore or is are we ahead in this scene um, in reference to Southeast Asia? I would say when it comes to SMEs, I do think it's in in my opinion it's kind of we see similar type of uh, maturity across the space because when we work with SMEs in Malaysia when we work with SMEs even in Philippines they are very very quick to use technologies and what we also find is there's a lot of innovation happening i would say even even compared to singapore where the, the education infrastructure is very very strong I do think YouTube has helped for many of these countries where I'm also very fascinated. Like we come across companies that are testing new technologies. They've been exposed to new technologies. And when we ask them, like, how did you come across it? It's like through online means. Um, so I would say innovation, I would say it's almost on par when it comes to if you look at the small, medium size, whether it's Singapore or within the region. Right. And what about big companies, um, especially those in sensitive sectors? When it comes to things like, you know, ESG, misinformation, you know, accusations of greenwashing, yes, Singapore may be small, you know, we have a small footprint in the global sense, but why should things like uh, misinformation in the ESG sector and the strategy, why should it matter to us here? I think the main item is from when you look at institutional investors, they care a lot about the topic of ESG. So if if, if you want to get funding or if you want your share price to be at a certain rate, it's difficult today to do that without having a proper ESG strategy. And Singapore, even though it's it's smaller in size, most Globally, I would consider Singapore as a leading organization or a leading country when it comes to creating frameworks, being first in class when it comes to rolling out new initiatives. So it is really interesting. One of the things we looked at was Adelman's trust barometer. And we can really see that almost um, 90% of investors now do look at this. 
Um, and, and that becomes really, really crucial, especially citizenship as a topic is one of the key things that CEOs are constantly asked. How does your company look at the topic of citizenship? How does your organization look at societal leadership? So it, it does make a big difference today. All right. I think that nicely wraps it up. Thanks, Mim, for your insights and glad to have you on our podcast show in your opinion. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I really hope uh, the session has been helpful in creating more awareness about the technologies that's available for yeah, this space. I think it's good and it's, it's good to consider this in, uh, you know, these are one of the big social issues of the day as well. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for In Your Opinion. I'm Ernest Lewis. If you resonate with the points raised, do share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to read Meltwater and We Are Social's Digital 2023 report and SD's opinion columns, there are links in our podcast show notes. Thanks for listening. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.